It's time for the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. We'll tell you how to catch more fish and the right way to get on the fish. We'll tell you what's biting and where they're biting. So listen in because... That's where the fish are. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. Share your tips and tricks with us. Now let's bait the hook, toss out the lines, and see what's biting on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Here's fishing guru Eric Brandon, along with Sun Sentinel outdoor writer Steve Waters. I'm a guru, man. Hey, you're like a hippie. Something, something like a guru of radio, anyway. Good morning to you. Welcome back to our Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Glad to be here at 940 Winds. Miami Sports. Love this big, beautiful building. Coming in and see in Chicago, Mike. First thing in the morning, you, Mr. Waters, after a week of uh, two weeks of covering golf, you're back with a rod and reel, possibly, and some tackle back in your hand, or what? Um, You know, actually, it's been a little breezy. <laughs> it's been breezy, yeah, that's for sure. offshore, anyway. Well, what's the official forecast there, Mr. Meteorological? Man, um, it's not what I thought it was going to be. Uh-huh. Uh, to be honest, it's supposed to be uh, like east winds, ten to fifteen. Right, first nice day in a while. But I don't know how it was at your house. It was howling at my house this morning. <laughs> All the way to fish these kind of days, Steve Waters would be in a big, beautiful Buddy Davis boat. That way, you get out there and never get wet, man. Take those big waves, no problem. Yeah, that's. That, that's the way to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Get on a big buddy, go out there and catch some mahi-mahi. Watching some of the Facebook posts, I saw that uh, Bouncer Smith had some good fish this week. I think uh, Stan Hutt was named on the usual Wahoo and Kingfish. And I think A.B. Raymond was uh, throwing some stuff down with some release groupers they were catching. So uh, not, too, not too bad. Well, I know uh, there were some dolphin and kingfish and sailfish biting off Boynton Beach. Uh-huh. So, but we'll uh, talk to Chris Lemieux later and get uh, the official word. On what he was catching, but a lot of guys I talked to hadn't fished at all. Just uh, you know, when winds are twenty to twenty-five, that's kind of uh, blustery. Now, is it because the clients don't want to go on the boat, or because the captains just pull the plug and say, "Hey, it's just too rough"? Well, yeah, just too rough. I mean, and again, the the forecast uh, got stronger than what was originally predicted. So we're looking at southeast winds, fifteen to twenty. So you're looking at probably four-foot seas. Why are we yakking about it? How about the uh, professionals on the water? How about Bouncer Smith gives us the official uh, head knock and forecast for the last couple of days? Yeah, that's a great idea. Let's get him <laughs> on the line. Bouncer, good morning, my friend. How are you? I got confused in that conversation. Steve, did you say it went to 15 to 20 today? Yeah, southeast 15 uh, to 20. Uh, why do you do these things to me? I mean, you know, my forecast said 15. That, now, now you got it up five knots fast. That, that's what I had all week. I actually wrote in uh, yesterday's Sun Sentinel in my fishing report that Saturday and, you know, Sunday was going to get uh, calmer every day. And Saturday yeah. was the day. So uh, weatherman messed me up again. Oh, well, what can we do? You know, I was out. Uh, what was it, uh, Thursday, I had a, a half a day in the afternoon, and and they said, do whatever you think is best, so I decided that we would stay in shore, and we were fishing in the inlet, and there was a convention in the afternoon at 1 o'clock, and we went, we left the dock at 1 o'clock, and we went and caught some bait, so we're back at the inlet at uh, quarter to 2, and there was a there was a parade of fifty foot boats returning from their one o'clock departures. 
They were already on their way back in. They were beat up and surrendered. So uh, it was apparently really, really rough on Thursday. Uh, Jimbo Thomas said, commented yesterday that Thursday was tri- twice as rough as Friday. And Friday, although the seas were very organized and we had no problem fishing all day, it was far from calm. We had the guys from Guy Harvey Resorts out yesterday, so they're all real good sailors. But actually, to be honest with you, the fishing was quite disappointing yesterday. Uh, in the course of the day, we caught a couple of sailfish, a bonita. Uh, we lost a kingfish almost up to the boat. We caught a beautiful grouper, which we tagged and released. But the fishing was tough. Earlier in the week, we were catching uh, four and five sailfish a day and and uh loads of kingfish and we but we had a real good north current the north current disappeared and the fish went with them so uh it's amazing how things change in the ocean though thursday we didn't see any activity from tarpon in government cut i think we saw a two fish roll we never marked a school on the depth find or anything else that was on thursday friday afternoon every place that we fished we saw a tarpon and we caught three tarpons in, you know, on the evening trip. So from one day to the next, the ocean changes so much, you can never give up based on one day. But by the way, on Thursday afternoon, uh, the inlet fishing was really slow. There were no tarpon. And we only had two snook bites, and they were both at the same time. We caught them both. And talk about extremes in size. One of them was 25 and a half inches to overall length. Mm-hmm. And the other one was 45 inches over Whoa. the length. Wow. One of the longest snook I've ever caught. Uh, I think it's number one or number two. I know number three is 44 inches, but what a moose. We didn't weigh it because it's not healthy for the fish to hang them by their lower jaw. But I would venture to say the fish was well in excess of 30 pounds. Just a beautiful big old fish. So uh, that was quite a thrill. So we've had some great fish this week. But I not stellar fishing until a little bit of really good tarpon fishing last night. So, Bouncer, so you got to brave the stuff. I mean, it was a little rough out there. I guess we weren't assuming wrong, Steve, that the waters were kind of choppy out there. So, Bouncer uh, braved the elements and caught himself some fish. If you get out there and uh, have the uh, wherewithal to withstand the knee-knocking and the teeth-jattering, you're fine. Yeah, and, and you also have to worry about people's... Uh, you know, some people you get food poisoning in the morning. A lot of these breakfast places serve food that will upset your stomach, and and then you have to chum for us. But uh, that's usually our biggest concern is people getting uh, food poisoning when they go out fishing. So, All right. Uh, in answer to your question, I have uh, three generations, and two, including two little kids, and we're going to have a conference on whether we're going to go catch sea trout and maybe snook or and there are some tarpon in the bay we caught two big tarpon in the bay the other night mm-hmm. or whether we're going to go jar our teeth or not so <laughs> i won't know that till about seven thirty. so the uh spanish mackerel thing would be the same old thing with the uh, shrimp and the uh, popping in the cork and, and that whole cool, kind of uh, techniques like have what well that would be that would be our target for the for the sea trout but we would substitute uh, small pilchards for the shrimp because the pinfish this time of year is so thick that shrimp disappear as fast as you put them on the hook. Mm-hmm. But uh, it depends. They might want to go try the tarpon in the bay. We caught two tarpon the other night, 
one of which was 120 pounds fishing in the bay. So we might give that a try too. It's all up to what the people want to do. But with the kids, I'm venturing it'll probably be uh, sea trout fishing because you mentioned the Spanish mackerel, but they haven't been very abundant any place that I've fished lately. So that might be hard to do as well. All right, Cap, we're going to take a little uh, segue here to the next captain, but how about a wrap at about 7.35 or so? Come back and chat with us. I'll be looking forward to it. Sounds great. All right, thanks, Cap Vrouts-Smith. Tony DeJulian up this time of the morning. Steve Waters got his coffee in hand, a very happy man he is. See what he's up to. Yeah, I, I know what he's been up to. He was in Key West this week. Okay. Tony, good morning, my friend. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Great to talk to you and hear your voices once again. You too, man. So what's been biting on your boat the last couple of days? Well, we had a very interesting week. I was in Key West on a 70-foot Viking for the last week. Got there, uh, took the boat from Sanibel over to Key West on Monday, or Sunday, actually. Mm-hmm. Fished maybe three hours on, Mon- on Monday. Uh, caught a couple sailfish and a hammerhead shark. And then our week went to being at the dock, pretty much. Uh, it was blowing 30 knots down there. Um, just not conducive to what our program was with our boss and the guests we had. So we spent most of the time just kind of hanging around the bay and trying to catch a few tarpon here and there and bend the rod for a couple of little kids, uh, that were our guests caught a few jacks, but it was pretty much a non-eventful, uh, week with the weather down there. It was very, very rough. Uh, the bottom was stirred up even in the bay so bad that it was hard really to get anything done. Uh, it was the first time I've ever been in Key West where in the harbor at the dock at the Galleon Marina there, uh, very few tarpon even in the harbor because nobody was going fishing. And so the charter boats were not going in and out. They didn't. The tarpon didn't hear that hum of the engine at the end of the day. <laughs> there was no fish being cleaned anywhere. Right. Uh, so they just weren't even in the harbor. Wow. Man, that that's yeah. tough. So uh, I did hear you have the cleanest Viking in Key West, though. Yeah, it was pretty clean. We kept it pretty clean. And then the <laughs> other cool thing about it was this Viking that I was on recently had a had a, what's called a sea keeper uh, added to it, um, put into the underneath the deck in the back in the cockpit. What the sea keeper is is this giant giant gyro. It spins around at about five thousand RPMs. Takes about a half hour to get wound up. And when you're out on the rough water, what it does is it keeps the boat from actually rolling side to side when you're in the trough or, mm-hmm. um, you know, not going straight into a into a head sea. And it was actually absolutely amazing at how well it worked. It was the first time I've ever been on a boat that had one. And I tell you that fishing in a sea between three and five feet with a lot of wind, normally I would be soaking wet, <laughs> dressed in my boots and my oilers. And in this case, um, I didn't even have to put on my foul weather gear. It was just pretty amazing at how well the technology worked. I know that technology, Steve Waters, and uh, some of our captains, some of our actually some of our clients have actually added those to their boats they buy at uh, Nautical Ventures, and they are not cheap, but they do work, man. Yeah, they I've, definitely work. Yeah, I've uh, I know of a few boats that have that. I've never been on one uh-huh. that has that, but I would love to uh, try it out just to. You know, I, I don't know what it would be like, let's say, like, Tony, like you're saying, three to five foot seas, you're you're not rocking or pitching at all, though. Yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't believe that it actually worked as well as they advertised it uh, to work. <laughs> um, a 70-foot Viking is not an easy, it's a huge boat, not very easy to keep stable if you're 
you know, trying to do that with a gyro, and uh, it worked like like a champ. I thought I got like 35 seconds for the break here. What's your plan today? Well, today I'm going to kind of just uh, do a little catch-up and some paperwork, a little bit of a boring day as far as fishing goes. But I do want to mention one thing. Mm -hmm. um, your friend Steve there, I want to mention that he did a really nice thing the other day by putting an article in the paper about my little friend Madison and about our Fish to Make a Difference program. And I just wanted to stress that how important being a good journalist is, especially nowadays. And uh, you know, Steve has been doing this for a long time. And I just wanted to commend him on his years of giving back to our community and getting us very important information, whether it's for fisheries management or new laws that are coming into place that are going to affect us or a charity. Uh, he's always been very, very good to our community and uh, done a lot of great things for people over the years. So I wanted to just say thank you to Steve for that and for continuing to be such an important part of uh, our fishing community down here in south florida nice words tony and steve obviously well deserved my friend you do a great job with the paper with charities and writing about people here in town and uh just hey man good stuff yeah well uh tony thank you and uh yeah tony uh went the extra mile for this little girl and her family and uh it's a story that need to be told i'm glad i could do it good stuff man tony thanks so much have a fine weekend and uh, we'll talk to you soon okay all right, gentlemen, next weekend we'll have some better fishing reports for you from my end. Let's hope so. <laughs> okay, thank you very much. First break of the morning, Steve Waters. All kinds of captains coming up, all kinds of fun. 614 at 940 wins, Miami Sports. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Yeah. Right? Bigger boat with a sea keeper. Good tip from uh, Captain Tony DeJulian. Absolutely. Welcome back to our show, Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Again, the topic has been blowing conditions the last three or four days. I've been at Nautical Ventures working, and I can feel that breeze coming off the lot here. I'm thinking offshore it must be really nasty. So a lot of guys show us to uh, stay tied up, man, you know? Yeah, it's, uh, you know what, there's always going to be a nicer day. It, it's funny because uh, I was at the uh, WGC Cadillac Championship at Trump National Doral last week. Yes, you were. And traditionally, in March, the wind is blowing on the Blue Monster, mm -hmm. which drives the golfers crazy. And it hardly blew at all. It was like 11, 12 miles an hour, yeah. which is nothing. I mean, imagine playing golf in the wind that uh, we had this week. In my opinion, Steve Waters, we have a payday of over a million dollars. Make it as challenging as possible, man. That's a big payday for this guy. Oh, absolutely. You know, but, let's see how good you are in the wind. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, they had a pretty nice, and uh, Adam Scott won his second tournament in a row, won yes, Honda, won Doral. So. Yes, he did. And it was lovely conditions. Oh, lovely. I like that. Well, hey, speaking of lovely, she's on line number one. Oh, great segue. Darcy's back in the program. Darcyzzle, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? We're doing great talking fishing. Can't be a bad day. A lot of our guys offshore have been some had some issues with weather uh, catching fish. How's your fishing been this week? My fishing has been uh, been good. I haven't been able to get offshore. My boat is a 23-foot boat, so it's a little bit rough out there to get offshore. Um, but I've been stuck inshore and been catching snook and I've been catching largemouth bass and keeping myself busy. Mm -hmm. So 
I'm just excited for the weather to finally calm down next week and get offshore. Did you have a, a big trip, I think, last weekend on a yellowfin or something, I heard? Um, I wasn't, uh, yeah, I was on a yellowfin last weekend. We did some sword fishing and we did some kite fishing and it was really rough out there. It was probably like four to six mm-hmm. and we went real far out. We did some sword fishing. We didn't get any bites. Um, but it was still a great day on the water we, and we didn't really catch anything, but you know, it's always a boat ride to me. And then when we catch a fish, <laughs> that's always a plus. Come on, Darcy. So. You're, you're very young <laughs> and very tough. I mean, I could four to six foot seas bother you. You're a tough, tough young lady, you know, come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to deal with what's out there, and it was a little rough when you first get out there, but then you know, you get to you get used to it, and yeah. uh, you know, it was it was fine overall. But then when you get back to shore, you're a little bit rocky and rolly, but you know, that's okay to me. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny, Steve. Speaking of rocking and rolling, I've been out in these sea conditions, and I get back to the dock, and for like two days, my gyroscope is like just like off kilter. Right, I'm feeling the effects one. of the waves going back and forth. You know, it takes like two days for it to go away. Weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. So what I was wondering, Darcy, I know uh, you like to surf fish for sharks and stuff. How does the rough seas affect that? Um, the rough seas do affect that because of, we like to kayak our baits out. Uh, so when it okay. is rough and surf is kicking, it is a little bit dangerous going out there. And, you know, you can easily get flipped over on your kayak. So. Um, so we do have to watch for that, but a lot of the times they usually am able to get through the waves and, you know, paddle out, paddle out the bait and get it out there. Cause really that's all about it. You have to get the bait far enough to where the sharks are so you can catch them. All right. There's your technique, Steve Waters okay. right there, right from the pro, man. You see, yeah. See, so the rough seas <laughs> affect even for fishing from the beach. That's it. So what's your plan this weekend, Darcy? You going to grab a rod and reel and head off somewhere? What are you, you going to do? This weekend, I think I'm going to be doing staying home and doing some housework and stuff that I need to get done around here. And I might get some fishing in, might do a little bit of uh, largemouth bass fishing. But I'm excited for next week. Next week, uh, Monday and Tuesday, I will be in Marathon Key, and I'm going to be offshore fishing, targeting big mahi mahi. So Ooh. I'm super excited about that. Nice, very nice, Steve Waters, mahi mahi, yeah, my favorite fish, man. You know that dude. Yeah, that's great. So uh, Darcy, Eric, and I were talking. You're uh, you're on Facebook. Do you have a lot of friends on Facebook? Yes. I have a public figure page on Facebook, Dark Sizzle Offshore, and I just hit a thirty to thirty thousand mark of followers. Okay. Now do you Ooh. let do you let them all those wow. followers know that you're on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman? I did, yes. I did a post this week and let them know. Um, and I've been posting about it. I think I've posted about it two or three times now. But, yes, my fans do know that I'm on the radio. <laughs> now, I'm kind of insulted because we're on the show here. I have a Facebook page, uh, you know, Eric Brandon. I never got a friend request from Darcy. I'm a little insulted here, Mr. Waters. Maybe she doesn't like me as much as I think she does. Could I'm be. sure I follow <laughs> you, but I'll double-check on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, thank you very much. All right. Darcy, have a fine day. Don't uh, have any kind of catfish uh, problems stabbing you in the thigh <laughs> or anything else, Okay. Thank you yeah. very much. Yeah, don't Thank get you. any Windex on you. Yeah, you know. no shark bites on <laughs> the ankles, whatever, okay? Uh, yeah. Play it safe. Sounds good. All right, Darcy, thank you very much. Our good friend Brian Sanders back in the program. Steve, our Chuck Lusky man. Haven't talked to Brian in quite some time. Yeah, first time on the new show on the new station. Yeah, man. Brian, good morning, buddy. How are you? Hey, guys. Doing great. You got us loud and clear uh, on your pickup driving across the alley or what? Yeah, you know, westbound and down, loaded up and trucking. <laughs> so like one of the country songs over here. Uh, it is and a country song. Yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah, so just for our listeners' sake, Captain Brian lives in Davie, but he fishes out of Chukaluski Island, 
which is about as far away as you can get. That's for sure. From uh, Fort Lauderdale in Miami. In the old days, that's where people went to get lost. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. Yeah. Running yeah, from right. the law and stuff. And uh, But great fishing. It's the western edge of uh, Everglades National Park. Uh, so Brian fishes all the rivers and uh Mangrove Islands on the Gulf side of the park. Well, thank you, and, Mr. Bio. Well, you know, just you know, any, any piece of structure that you can find, right? That's it. That's it. But usually lots of bait and an uh, incredible variety of fish. So, yeah, tell us uh, what you've been catching, Brian. We have been fishing all week in the wind, as you know. And uh, my day uh, start uh, running offshore about five or six miles into about a three-foot sloppy chop that doesn't have any idea which way it wants to go, so we're just getting totally worked while we're out there. And uh, marking some bait on the bottom, throwing the cast net multiple times, uh, loading the live well with beautiful filters uh, in the three- to four-inch range, and uh, just running back in shore and fishing around the island, which was really the only choice we've had this week. River mouse, kind of what you said, river mouse, and uh, up and down the shoreline. And, you know, fishing this week has been really slow. Uh, we've caught a couple slot snook, which would be a snook over 28 inches. Uh, we brought a few of those home for dinner. We've lost a couple. Uh, caught a few small redfish. Uh, one day we trout fished. That was very good. Uh, we found a, a clean pocket of water in one of the rivers and caught a bunch of sea trout. Uh, but other than that, it's just been really tough. The wind has just handcuffed us to the point where a lot of the areas that I typically fish this time of year, I couldn't even fish. It was uh, it was so muddy from the wind, and uh, the, the water quality was horrible, just absolutely horrible. So those areas were out. Uh, today, so far, the flag's not moving. A little fog on the alley. Everything looks great. Uh, you know what I'm going to do today, Steve? What's that? I go catch a bunch of catch a bunch of bait, go go offshore and see if I can fish a couple wrecks and maybe catch a cobia or uh, whatever's lurking around. Sounds like I plan to meet Steve Waters. Yeah, I like that. I've I've done that with Brian over the years. Uh, usually he gets the bull sharks going and the cobia come right in with them. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, the good news is, and you bring up a good point there. You know, the water. Uh, this is really the first week that I think we haven't had a front. It's been a week and a half, two weeks now. The water's warmed up into the mid-70s. Uh, we have not seen any sharks yet, which is a very good thing. So my thinking is, is if I could actually find a few cobias today, maybe there won't be any sharks around and we can actually enjoy fighting them and catching them without having to <laughs> okay, well, hey, Brian, good luck with that. We have to take a little break here, man, but uh, get on your boat, of course. You call them at 954-802-0868. Thank you, Brian, so much. Back on the show. It's good to have you back here with us, man. We just, this phone was very yeah, quickly quiet. It hit a dead zone there. <laughs> hey, Steve Waters, today, big time fun at Nautical Ventures Marina, Dania Beach. I'll tell you why, man. Why? Well, because I'm out there selling boats. No, I don't just come by and see me. That but. is fun. But it's demo day, dude. 
Oh, the end or the monthly demo day. Monthly demo day. Our friends from Big 106 will be out there, Big 105.9, and the Doc Marino's out there bringing all the fun stuff they bring out to folks to, to win stuff. Oh, nice. But we've got uh, demos of uh, kayaks. We've got SUPs out there in the Aqua Zone. We've got boats tied up to uh, try if you want to, you know, take a little ride before you buy. Uh, great specials. We, we knocked the prices down on all kinds of stuff inside. Very special pricing on many things at Nautical Ventures. Okay. Century Boats, Axopars out there. Of course, our main sponsor, Buddy Davis Boats out there, shot it up and looking great. Uh, you know, we have the brand new glass streams on the lot, so check out these bad boys and an amazing selection of pre-owned boats. I mean, I, I can't tell you, we have the best of the best of the best. I've got one for I brought a boat in like last week. Yeah. This 28 Contender. Dude, I mean, tw- 2007 hull with twin 2015 300 Yamahas on it. Okay? Whoa. A stellar trailer, the best electronics known to man, and I can sell that boat to you today. Nice. Okay. Tournament ready, right? Tournament ready, man. Of course, the special pricing of kayaks, SUPs, all the uh, toys inside the store to see. Uh, you've got, you know, the jet pack. <laughs> Roger Moore brings on more and more toys every week, I swear, man. Take, electric skateboard. Yeah, the electric bicycle, was it? The go cycle? The go cycle, yeah. Just you, everything you think of. You can of. take that for a spin? You can, man. It's a, it's a fun place to be. It's I mean, everything on the water, every toy you can possibly think of is in Nautical Ventures, of course. Never forget our North Palm location. Great stuff up there with those guys. Say hi to Ray and the boys, and they'll hook you up as well. So come by and see us. Yeah, actually, speaking of North Palm, uh, I know Nautical Ventures is going to be at the Palm Beach Boat Show which is uh, Thursday through Sunday, I believe, up in West Palm Beach, right off uh, Flagler Drive. So I will be there well, checking out the Aqua Zone there. Well, thank you, Mr. Waters, for that plug very much, my friend. Find out more anytime, nauticalventures.com. So what's up with the uh, condition of your boat? You know, What's happening with all the working parts? Who better to talk to than Rick Buckner, Chief Mechanic at Nautical Ventures, with our shop talk coming up next, Steve Waters. I'm glad he's feeling better. He's feeling better. 631 at 940 wins Miami Sports. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son of a sailor. 637, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats, Eric Brandon, my good buddy Steve Waters, and Chicago Mike behind a board. I, I screwed it up last week, called him all kinds of different names, but I got it right now. Yeah, you've been on a roll. Thank you very, very impressive. <laughs> very impressive. It's our shop talk segment, shop talk rather, with Rick Buckner, chief mechanic at Nautical Ventures. Always informative about how to keep the engines running great. Uh, bottom paint of your boat, we talked about in the past, how to keep the uh, the head working properly. And I can't imagine what topic he's got for us this weekend. I love surprises. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. I can't wait either. <laughs> I'm just like I said earlier. I'm just glad Rick's feeling better. Me too. Rick Buckner. Good morning, my buddy. How are you? Good morning, Rick. Oh, Rick. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Eric. <laughs> How are you feeling? You got past that flu bug or what? Oh, my God. You know what it's been like around the shop? Every time I turn around, somebody's dropping out. Wow. That's why I avoided the shop the entire week, okay? Thank you very much. Like but anyway, you're walking back. walking zombies over there right now. Rick, glad you're back. So uh, what's our topic uh, for the audience this weekend, man? Well, this morning is uh, I'm going to talk about just water tanks and vessels. Um, you know, we get some complaints that people have smelly water tanks and don't know what to do you know the first thing you want to start doing is ripping and replacing the plumbing on it which gets costly there's no reason in it uh, what we just tell customers to do is you know depending on the size of their tank just take a cup and a half of bleach add it to the tank let it sit in there either for a couple hours or overnight mm-hmm. if the boat stays in the water 
and then start flushing it out. What happens is a lot of people don't realize their boats stay in marinas, stay outside, and in the heat of the day, it builds up with a algae or a slime on the inside, and you know you think it's clean water, but it's actually uh, contaminated. So if your water starts smelling, you need to change the filter. If you don't have a filter in your water system, you need to get one installed. I got found out why the guys were all sick at uh, the shop this week, Steve Waters. They were all drinking out of some bad water. <laughs> well, they, they may have got some bad water, man. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think it might be all the overworking that we're doing. You guys have been doing very well selling boats, keeping us busy, you know. That's what keeps the lights on, baby. You know what yeah. I mean? So, so Rick, right. this would be like the fresh water washdown, if you have one of those. The water in yes, the tank? Yes, it's the water that comes out of your water tank. And, you know, I would recommend if you don't use your boat enough and it's just sitting around, definitely drain the water and just add a little bit of bleach just to it. That way it would keep the bacteria out. And then, you know, you should periodically just fill the tank up and flush it. And it doesn't hurt to do it every six months, actually, just to run a little bit of bleach through it, through all the systems of the vessel, from your shower to from your ice maker all the way to the, uh, to the faucets. Keeps the water clean, dude. Good idea. There you go. Hey, Rick, speaking of uh, you in particular, we have a a demo day coming up today at Nautical Ventures at Dania Beach. You've got a couple of guys who've actually emailed you and signed up for your uh, seminars. Shop. Yeah, we we do. You know, I've I've reached out to those people. I'm I'm very happy this has taken off well. You know, it's to start bringing the public into uh, Nautical Ventures to, um, you know, get a hands-on training on their vessel, you know. So that way they want to know how to check because the biggest thing is you see people today with boats, they don't know how to do anything. They go buy the boat <laughs> and the first thing they complain about is they bought a boat, not from us because, you know, we give a good orientation between the mechanic on the vessel and, you know, the sales staff. Yes, we do. But people buy boats and the, the salespeople aren't given proper um, introduction on the vessel. So what I want to do is bring people in so they know how to check oil, change in oil. Are they going to do it? Probably not. But as long as they know what's going on, and we want to open up the shop to the public so this way they, they can come in and see what's going on and they feel comfortable with us. Can you handle a few more people today, Rick? Uh, and what time would I kick off, by the way? Well, I think demo starts off, what, about 11 o'clock? Yep. Probably around noontime until 3, but I'm going to have to change it today, Eric. And as you know, we have the Palm Beach Boat Show coming up. And my guys right now, we got them working seven days a week. And so I can be fair Getting, plus, we have boats that are under contract, so I'm going to take these people in today, but instead of giving them a class, I'm going to answer questions for them and spend time with them and just show them if they have a particular boat that we have on the property and spend time with them on that particular item. I just I can't uh, stop production today to do this, and I wanted to reach out for them today. And I think after this boat show in Palm Beach, I can start doing this class a lot better. All right, man. So squeeze them in while you can. Let the guys uh, check out. Uh, I think it was the topic was changing uh, oil, so it's you know that's something we should learn about, yeah. right? Like, yeah. You know, today they'll be able to come in the shop. or you know, we have those axle pars. We have a nice thirty-seven in there. We're doing a rig right now, and then we got a couple twenty-eights, as you know, and plus doing deliveries on Century. So I know my guys they'll be getting to the shop a little bit to start in another long day. All right, Rick. Well, hey, great job. We have the. I'm not bragging. But we have a seriously amazing service department. We just do great work at this. So, Rick, thanks so much for being on the program and uh, don't drink bad water ever. Okay. Hey, listen. Yep. Steve. Yes. Tell him he needs to call my buddy down in Mexico. He wants that contender. Oh, okay. You hear You've that? You've been Eric? forgetting. You need to sell another boat, Eric. He's ready for this thing. That is an awesome boat. That's the first I've heard about this. We'll talk about that later, Rick, about why I wasn't told earlier. But that's a whole other show. Okay. So, thank you very much. Okay. No problem. Hey. Talk to you guys later, right? You got it, man. Thanks, Thanks very much. Rick. Well, 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 Steve Waters, there's still some bugs to die for down below the ocean surface. 
bug man here, Jim Chiefy Matthews on line number two. So get him while you can, Jim, right? Yeah, we've got, what, just a couple more weeks to go, and uh, that's it, you know. Um, kind of the good news is it's been blowing all the week, so nobody's been out. And uh, so maybe they're, they're huddled up. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking uh, Monday's going to be my day uh, to get out and, and uh, jump on a couple of uh, spots. This is kind of the time of year that um, I don't really do a lot of drift diving. We'll, we'll jump some spots now. You know, we'll put in a couple guys and try it out, see how it is, scout the area, and then probably come on back up on the boat. Um, because we're thinking that they're huddled up around, um, you know, dif- different depths. Uh, always in the 75-foot range is pretty good. Out on the east side of the third reef has been pretty, pretty good. But this has been a bad week to get out, you know. Uh, good for the bugs. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They're saying, hey, man, no threat this week. That, that's right, you know. Um, and, and also, uh, spearfishing should be good, too, because this kind of uh, weather that we've had for the, for the past week, it's, it seems it pushes them in, and, and we'll see uh, a lot of muttons, uh, some hogs. Of course, we still can't take grouper. We've got another whole month uh, to wait, but uh, we're, de- we're definitely seeing grouper, uh, which is a good sign. I think the, you know, the species is coming back. But, uh, you know, come May 1st, we can then uh, start to target those guys. But for now, um, you know, I, th- I think, uh, you know, my, my tactic on Monday, um, i got a couple guys, we're going to head out. We'll jump in on just some spots. We'll just, uh, we won't do a big drift. We'll just hit it, see what we can find, and then come back up. So it's almost like we're scouting, you know, where they are, mm-hmm. and go from there. So, uh, and it's too bad Steve can't join us. You know, the guy's too busy. What's going on, Steve? Hey, it's called called work, man. Covering two beats and got the show here, so I'm kind of limited. I was hoping we could get out this past week, but just too rough. Yeah, yeah, we tried. Uh, We we had it scheduled for yesterday, but uh, you know, it it would have been just too uh, uncomfortable getting in and out of the water. I think the conditions are, as far as the temperature, seventy two, seventy three. Uh, fairly comfortable for wintertime diving. And, um, you know, the issue would be visibility. Um, guys that have been out, uh, we were out last Saturday a week ago, and I'll tell you what, the viz was incredible, really, really good. Um, of course, with all this stir-up, um, you know, things will have to settle down for a day or two. But I think the weekend uh, they're talking it's going to lay down a little bit, right? That's what I'm hearing. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit, um, yeah, a little bit. Monday will be better. Tuesday should be perfect, Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah, this week coming should be really good. So, um, you know, I'm planning on, uh, you know, trying to make it that last bit, last uh, effort to get those bugs in the uh, in the fridge, you know. Uh, Eric, I'm worried, though. Are you still going to be able to, uh, to eat, eat lobster? I mean, you know, this is this is important, you know. Yeah, I posted my blood results, and uh, my, my blood results from the VA said my cholesterol is way too high. It says... At risk for heart attack or stroke, so I may have to lay off the butter for a while. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you have to have them dry then. All right. All right. You know, maybe uh, some just some lemon or something like that. How about that? You, you know? got it, buddy. Jim, we got a bug out here and play some bills, man. But have a great day, and we'll see. You hopefully, dive one of these days on your boat, and uh, I'll catch a bug or two. Okay. That sounds great. All right, Eric and Steve, have a good day. You too, Thanks, man. Thanks, Tim. Take a little break. Steve Waters, more of this fabulous coffee, and lots of captains coming up. Six forty-six at nine forty wins Miami sports. You own a ten. I'm your captain, yeah, 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 yeah. 
Got a question for the captains? Call the show now at 866-801-0940 and get hooked up. We tried to contact them several times by radio, but they didn't answer. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Yesterday, talking fishing on a nice-looking Saturday morning. Steve Waters just jumped outdoors for a quick sec. Uh, not a bad-looking day, dude. Really? Yeah. Oh, not too nice. shabby. That's nice. I know. It's just, um, I am keep looking at the... Uh, National Weather Service forecast, definitely breezy, though. Well, it's a bad hair day, but other than that, I think I'd okay. I brave the elements out there. I'm not sure, afraid of those big sure. seas. You know, actually, yeah, when you're in the aqua zone in Nautical Ventures, nice and calm there. Oh, very no calm. Worries. Very calm in the aqua zone. Also, the local canals see pretty quiet, I'm thinking, too, right? Uh, well, our next uh, guest will tell us exactly how calm. One and the only, the great Alan Zaremba, the bass man. Alan, good morning, my friend. How are you? Well, I'm uh, trying to re- I'm trying to actually recover from all this wind we've had the last few days, and and I've had some people fly fishing, and of course that uh, has been an adventure at times. Uh, I, I'm, I actually ended up off the water today. I had somebody else who wanted to fly fish, and I, I kind of recommended that they come in April. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have anything left open this month, and, and uh, luckily they were here through I think the first the second week of April. So I I had a Saturday open on that day, and I said let's let's do this day. And uh, I'm actually going to go watch a baseball game this afternoon and and uh, try to recover. I mean, that wind is pushing even in the canals where I can get out of it mostly. Uh, I couldn't get away from it the whole time. It just it was definitely being a, a, a hindrance to my uh, my boat this week. I can't imagine Steve Waters trying to throw a fly in that 15 to 25 mile an hour wind blowing. You know, it's going to be yeah. rough, a little huh. tough. Yeah, yeah, he's it, actually pretty good. Nice. He can do it. Now, I, I, Eric, I don't know about you, but I think Steve could do it. No, I'm totally stupid. There's no way I can even handle it, but thank you for asking. <laughs> no, that's actually a technique I'm trying to perfect. I do like the idea of fly fishing. I just haven't got some of the technique down yet. I'm working on that. It's, yeah. Most people overcomplicate it, just like a lot of things in life, and, and that's probably the biggest issue with fly fishermen mm-hmm. is, is when they first start, they just think everything's got to be difficult. It's really, you just got to simplify things, and like any kind of fishing, and, and and, and go about your business a little bit easier and not try to be quite so forceful. So that, that's probably the biggest problem I see with people picking up a fly rod for the first time. You know, Alan, that's the same thing with the golf swing. I, I'm serious. <laughs> you don't you don't want to know about my golf swing. Well, but I'm just telling you. Yeah, you nor, do, nor mine. You, you, know, you, you don't want to force it. Yeah. You know, nice, smooth motion, whether you're delivering a, a fly or – delivering the club face to the ball there you go but uh i, I, I did I notice that in mind i did notice from your reports on that you're catching some really big peacocks which is yeah nice. well, especially uh uh towards the beginning of this week now as the week kind of went on i don't know exactly what happened but uh it's like the fish kind of cycled out and there was a little bit of a letdown and we still caught them and we caught some nice ones but they they uh uh the numbers slowed down some and the size has slowed down some and uh that that's just part of the what goes on, and, and uh, what I'm hoping is in the next few days it'll it'll just ramp back up again, which it probably will. Uh, I've seen it a hundred times, or if not a thousand times now over the years, and you just kind of got to go with it. And again, that's why they call it fishing too. It's not always a sure thing. There you go. You fishing today, Al? Which which plan of attack? Uh, no, sir. I, I will not. I will not be out there. I'm gonna I'm gonna soak in a nice little ball game later this afternoon. All right. And uh, I'm not not even my son playing. I'm gonna go watch another high school team uh, play play just because it's just nice. It's some friends of ours that that uh, have a son that plays on another high school, a, a rival 
school of ours, but but uh, we we still enjoy uh, you know the company, the families, and that bit. So, but but the fishing overall, um, the inland canals uh, where the Everglades are, I, I've had to stay away from them, and uh, basically the water is just so high everywhere. Uh, maybe along Chrome Avenue and a few of the isolated canals would be okay. But, uh, I mean, there's all kinds of issues going on out there now. You can't even drive out to some of them because they're, they're, the deer are on them. That's the only place they got to go. Al, good tip as always, man. Enjoy your baseball day. We're going to rock and roll, but uh, we'll talk with you next weekend, okay? Okay, Eric. Have a good one. See you, you too. too. Thanks, Alan. You too. All right. Steve Waters, I'm a man of convenience. I like convenience in my life. I don't like any hassles, man. I like to you know make things simple and convenient, okay? Not want to battling with uh, battle with uh, these crazy drivers at gas stations when I want to pull my boat in and get fueled up, man. I don't want no complications. I want it easy. So guess what I do? I avoid the gas station. I know exactly what you do. Yes, sir. We're talking about Luke Fuel, L-U-K. That's Luke Fuel, and they come to you. I don't care where your boat is, man. It could be stuck in the backyard, at the dock, uh, ramped up somewhere, you know, in a storage container area. Oh, right? really? Undercover. No On matter wh- where you are. Yeah, man. They'll, they'll bring the gas to you. How more? How much more convenient can that be? They bring the gas to you, not fighting the gas pumps or the crazy drivers, right? You've seen that many, many times. Yeah. It's, oh, absolutely. It's dangerous, I've experienced man. it myself. Yeah. So you want gas for your boat? How about uh, this great gas? they got Recnide gas for you, right? They've got the low-sulfur diesel gas. Now, for gas for boats, uh, 100-gallon minimum. And two hundred for diesel, but again, the price is about a buck less than the marina charges you. So you win and you save. Yeah, that's a win-win. Call Luke Fuel. I mean, write this number down, folks, and call Luke Fuel for fueling needs tomorrow, next day, next month, whatever. 305-432-3487. That's nine five. So excuse me, three zero five four three two three four eight seven. Luke Fuel, Steve Waters, they deliver to you, dude. I like it. All right. Big 7 o'clock hour coming up. A bunch of stuff happening, man. 6.58 and 9.40 wins Miami Sports. Welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show, the radio show that's put on by fishermen for fishermen and all about catching fish. Never did see so much activity. Call the show anytime at 866-801-0940. We want to hear from you. If you think you're nervous now, ha. Huh. Wait till you're on the air. And here to hook you up with local captains and crew so you can reel in more than bragging rights is waterman Eric Brandon. I can't function without my coffee. And Sun Sentinel fishing writer Steve Waters. Coffee is ready, sir. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Man, driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Best doggone boat. Steve Waters, you've seen Buddy Davis Boats. I love that boat. Yeah, they are beautiful. Ooh got the uh you know great pedigree pedigree the, for many many years making those big ones now they're making the uh, small i call them smaller 24 you know 36 42 is the biggest 42 right? yeah the man. center console great nice. boat fit and finish a big carolina flare keeping you dry it's just a great boat check them out at nauticalmentures.com back to the show he's talking some fish smack chris lemieux out there braving the elements i think he actually got off this weekend steve or this week rather and uh got a little wet but he got some fish yeah, I don't know if he got wet, but he definitely caught some fish yesterday. <laughs> good morning, Chris. Hey, Chris. Good morning, guys. How's it going? Tell us some good news. What's happening? Well, I wish the wind would die down a little bit. I can tell you that. Um, I'm just just punched out of the inlet here a few minutes ago, and it's a pretty sloppy three to five, four to six foot sea out here. Mm-hmm. So unless your uh, your captaining skills are pretty good and you're really brave, you know, just be careful going out of any local inlet. Uh, pretty nasty out here, to be honest with you. Yeah. 
Okay. So, do you, do you uh, have... fishing, the, the days we have been getting out, though, the fishing yesterday was good. It wasn't as bad as today. Um, we had, you know, like three to five foot seas. We, we live baited, flew the kite. We were uh, one for two on sails. Uh, had, you know, four nice gaffer dolphin and a nice black fin tuna and a king. So, I mean, there's definitely some fish around. You just got to brave, brave the winds and the waves. Yeah. Now, Chris, you're going out of uh, Boynton Inlet, of course. Uh, how deep were you fishing yesterday? Um, yesterday, I was fishing anywhere from 80 foot out to about 220 foot. But uh, it seemed like the, most of the bites I got yesterday were from 140 to 160. Okay. So, so, so all. I haven't so, really been able to fish too, too much this week. Um, last Sunday, um, fishing was really good. That was the last day I got out prior to yesterday. And uh, we were three for four on sailfish, a nice dolphin, nice king. So the days we have been able to get out has been very, very productive. So we're just waiting for this wind to calm down. It's supposed to die down a little bit tomorrow, and then early into next week it's supposed to be uh, supposed to calm down pretty good. So hopefully the weatherman's right and we can get out and get some fish. Well, Steve Waters, of course, the, the main benefit for these high, rough seas is the fact that he's got the ocean to himself. I ain't nobody out there competing with this about fish. That's true, right? Yeah, there's a couple. There's a couple other idiots out here, but it's okay. <laughs> uh, I don't call yourself that, man. But again, I'm proud of you out there, Chris, catching fish. Uh, guys, heading out today. What do you think your best shot might be? Um, I would say you wouldn't have to go too far out past two or three hundred foot of water. I mean, if if you want to troll, that's fine. If you don't want to purchase the live bait, I understand. I know it's very expensive this time of year, but. Um, trolling would work. You know, there's been a few wahoos still around, so either, you know, troll for dolphin wahoo and you'll definitely catch a sail and some tunas mixed in there. So um, I would say stay close and probably troll. Bottom fishing is pretty much out of the question considering how rough it is. So. All right, man. Well, hey, be but, safe out there and catch them up. Yeah, well, I like All right, I ho- Hey, hopefully, uh, hopefully my guy Mike works out for you this morning and you get to sell that boat. Yeah, one of your buddies is coming over to see the uh, one of our boats I've got for sale, Steve Waters. Yeah. Man, yeah. look yep. at you. It's you okay. Got... I'm giving my customers away to Eric so he can sell a boat. That's <laughs> how much I love him. What's our guy's name again? Coming over. It's Mike. Mike. Okay, uh, Mike. I don't remember. I can't pronounce his last name. I don't want to butcher his last name on the radio, so we'll just go from there. We'll make Mike very, very happy, okay? Chris, thanks for the referral, man. I appreciate Auto- it a lot, Nautical okay? Ventures always does, correct? Yes, sir. Thank you so much, man. You're so, a great guy. All, all right. right, guys. You have a wonderful day. Thanks for calling. Okay, be it. safe out there. You said you saw right. some pictures that the Richard Stanzik sent you of some offshore snot. Yeah, yeah. His son, Captain Nick Stanzik, was out in sea so high. I mean, they were like as high as <laughs> hospital bills. Like the perfect storm kind of wave, yes, maybe? Yes, sir. All right. Richard Stanzik, my friend, how are you? Eric, Steve, good morning. How are you all up there? Uh, a little breezy, a little choppy. How about things in the Keys? No, I'm going to go past that. It's real, real breezy. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Beyond choppy, it's been rough. And- I'll tell you what, uh, wind is a story. <laughs> I had 40 boats booked yesterday, and uh, man, this one is four, five, six days into it, and just howling out of the east-southeast, so um, not a good situation, not a good situation down here. But, you know, a handful of them did get out. The, uh, a lot of the guides got out, but uh, offshore, I, geez, I think I might have three or four boats venture out yesterday. And, my son's got this new 37-foot Freeman, and um, I guess he's trying to see what it'll really do. So we actually managed to get out to the hump yesterday. And uh, they had really good reports. They're deep jigging for the amberjacks, and the amberjacks are really thick out there right now. So we had good amberjack fishing. And on the way in, uh, he didn't want to anchor on the reef. So they got some spots out there in 130, 140 feet of water where they uh, dropped down with these chicken rigs. And he had a really beautiful catch a lane snapper. 
you know, another another small boat that got out, uh, a 27-foot conch, uh, Captain Joey Hendricks, uh, he managed to sneak out as well, kite fishing, produced some sailfish. The problem is the wind has blown so hard down here uh, that it's not just real, real rough, but it's real, real stirred up and muddy. So they're not able to uh, even catch any bait out there. So overall, um, you know, the fishing all week long, very little of it in the early part of the week, just a few boats out yesterday. I will say that this wind blowing up against the edge, meaning that it's coming on shore, and the de- next few days we're going to get a, a layoff in this wind. Might produce some really good fishing. Might even see some dolphin and tunas along the edge because we do have some current out there. So the prediction looks good, but, uh, you know, the last few days have not been the case. Uh, the one thing uh, yesterday, the, the Miss Almirada did get out. Oh, um, wow. It fished on the shallow part of the reef uh, and stayed in a little closer. What happens there? The yellowtails bit like crazy. They love that stirred-up muddy water. But the fish are small in there. I did have one of the charter boats now that managed to anchor, actually, on the deeper part. That was the real McCoy. And he produced monster yellowtails. They like this stirred-up condition. But this kind of rough sea really takes the fun out of it. So I'd give it a day or so until it lays out before I ventured out there. All in all, um, that's the offshore report. The backcountry, the guides are still, you know, they're fishing. But, you know, they're really restricted. Uh, the, the water the water's so stirred up in that shallow water, pretty well shuts the backcountry down. Uh, the boats that are fishing, which are most of them, are strictly getting around the mangrove islands, and they're managing to venture out to the west of Nine Mile. And here in the, in the Keys, as you know, the bay is relatively fishable under any condition, especially with an east wind, because you can always find a, a lee or, if you will, a path out there. They've been producing the mackerels. The mackerels are biting real good, and the snappers are coming from the potholes and around the deep islands out there. So that's pretty much the story with the guides. The only report I had from my son, Rick, uh, right before it got extremely muddy, he did get a couple of tarpon. So, again, the prediction is, as it all lays out, these tarpon want to be here, so I think they're going to show up. I think next, re- next week's report will be totally different than next, this week's report, hopefully. I'm kind of curious, mm-hmm. Steve Waters, uh, Jimmy Johnson's tournament's this weekend, correct? Today. That's right. And they're targeting sailfish. Sailfish championship, yes, sir. I imagine those guys will be out there earning their keep today because, as Richard said, it's pretty doggone sloppy offshore. It has laid down just a touch. The only thing about this wind, uh, when it blows from one direction long enough, the sea sort of gets a form to it. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, you know a, a choppy type of a wave, you've got more like these giant hills to go over. Uh, we do have a boat fishing up there in the Jimmy Johnson. The indigenous is up there, and I know they fished yesterday as well. I don't know what their reports were up there. and I, It's my understanding, I think, today they've changed that tournament to allow more than just sailfish, so it's oh. kind of a fun tournament. So they had a lot of entries, and hopefully these guys will get out and enjoy themselves. And the water up to the north of us, by the way, off Key Largo, doesn't get mudded out like we do here in Isla Mirada. Unfortunately, what happens here is the dirty water from the bay discharges through all the bridges and meanders on out onto the edge where the fish are. So we're kind of really uh, hurting here a little worse than they are up there. All right, Richard, listen, man, tell uh, our buddies down there in the Keys, we said, hey, Jimmy, Jay, and all your buddies that listen to the show, thank you so much, and uh, pass the word around that we're on 940 Winds, and spread the word, baby. I'll do that. Again, I thank you guys for allowing me to put the word out on a fabulous Florida Keys fishing scene, and I'll have a better report next week. Ten years of Richard Stanzik are going strong, Steve Waters. Yeah, I'm looking forward to next week's report, though. Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Richard. All right, cool stuff. Steve Waters at Nautical Ventures, uh, we have a brand of boat out there that's been our mainstay for many, many years. It's called the Century Boat, and uh, they make just the finest boat. I mean, just a terrific, terrific vessel. Uh, These really rough seas, okay? No problem with the Century. They get that big, deep V, big front end, you know? 
high gunnels, you're going to stay dry. The boat rides great. You know, fit and finish second to the big, large uh, storage box for fish. Uh, amazing live wells. Just a, I mean, come on, man. Really? I want one. Sure. Myself. <laughs> yeah. I told you. I like the 23. For me, you know, we go to the 30, the 30 Express and right. the 26 and the 22. But 23 for me is kind of like my size. Uh, very easily to, to trailer. Sure. Uh, it's got all the amenities. It shows bigger than 23, by the way. You get on that boat, you think it's like 25. Just a big boat. I, I noticed that. You noticed that last yeah. time you came by? Yeah. yeah, yeah absolutely. So, They're uh, way bigger than the actual length overall. Exactly. Other other manufacturers, I'm not trying to diss these guys, but they kind of like cut back on the fiberglass and the right. foam. Uh, buddy, I mean, excuse me, the Century boats are definitely heavier, which gives you a better ride. So they ain't, ch- ain't skimping on how they build a boat, dude. Right. If I had to fish a tournament today, I'd want to be in a Century. Thank you very much. Find those, of course, at Nautical Ventures, uh, Dania Beach. Look online, check them out, 50 South Bryan Road, or nauticalventures.com will get you one. We well, can come by Demo Day today, right? Demo Day, man. We'll finance you the whole deal and never, ever, ever a dealer fee on whatever boat you buy. Okay. Take a little break. More captains coming up, 713 at 940. Wins Miami Sports. Need to get on the water, but your boat needs a little TLC? Then tune in to our Shop Talk segment with Nautical Ventures Chief Mechanic, Rick Buckner. Email Rick your questions in advance at rickb at nauticalventures.com. And we'll answer them live on the air. Now back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. You just make yourself right at home and stay as long as you want to. 719, welcome back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. Man, the word spread like wildfire, Steve. Uh, this past week at the shop, had uh, three guys walk in. Uh, Lloyd, I want to say hi to Lloyd. Big fan of the show. Lloyd, mm-hmm. thanks for your compliments. You came by. He just talked my ear off about how great the show is. And I'm not trying to brag. He just said he loved the show and the information we put out. Sure. Uh, Cliff came by, and Dan came by just saying, hey, man, I heard you guys on the radio. I want to come by and check out the shop. And uh, thank you guys very much for supporting our program. And Nautical Ventures, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. So let's see what Jason Sullivan's doing uh, back in the woods there, I call him. Not back in the woods, but up in the trees and stuff. Up in the back country. He's one of the few guys, despite the wind and rough stuff, he's fished uh, pretty much every day this past week. He's fearless, man. He's well, fearless. He, he's smart. He, know, he knows how to do it. I know he's not fishing today. Yeah. He's uh, he's awaiting a big delivery, but uh, All right. it's not a boat. All right, Jason, good morning, my friend. How are you? Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? What's the delivery you waiting on? Uh, we are waiting for the arrival of our uh, second child. Oh, man, congratulations to you, my friend. Way to go, dude. That's awesome news, man. Happy Thank for you. Thank you. I appreciate Happy it. For you. Yeah, That's we're great. Very, very, very excited. Got a little boy or girl coming on? What's happening? A uh, little girl coming. That's great. Well, she can be a fisherman, too. Girls and boys can uh, fish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All oh, right. Yeah. So have you had a so, chance to fish uh, between being on Baby Watch or what? Yeah, yeah I'm going to take uh, probably about a week or a week and a half off and... Uh, and then get back back to it. Uh, how about your fishing during the week before you know you couldn't fish? Say, I'm sorry. Say that again. Did, did you fish at all this past week? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, fished almost every day this past week. Um, the tarpon have arrived. They uh, showed up about a week and a half ago, and um, water temps are you know right where they need to be as far as is what they like and their comfort their comfort level. Mm-hmm. So, uh, they showed up, um, just waiting for some days for some, for the wind to lay down. 
because, uh, you know, when that wind's blowing, there's oxygen in the water, so they don't need to roll as much. Um, but when it lays down and it's slick, that's when they're going to come to the surface and it's really going to uh, take off. So that's kind of what we're waiting for. But there's definitely some tarpon around. We've been hooking fish almost every day, so that's that's a good thing. So, Jason, when you go out of uh, Flamingo, and when it was like this past week when it was blowing so hard for so long, are you going backcountry the whole way, or will you come out into Florida Bay and fish? Uh, definitely backcountry. Okay. You know, yeah, definitely. And the skiff that I run, um, you got to stay, even even if even in a bigger boat, and even if you're fishing out of a bay boat, backcountry is going to be way more protected. Um, and it just gives you more options as well. Okay, so you, I, I think you told me the other day, uh, Whitewater Bay's been okay. Yeah, Whitewater Bay. That's where that's this time of year, March. Um, you know, early March, late February, if it's warm. Uh, Whitewater Bay is a place to be for. Uh, that's, that's where these tarpon they, they come in. They come into the interior from the Gulf, the interior of the Everglades, and Whitewater Bay, and kind of, uh, and they come to eat. You know, that's why they come into the Everglades. So. Uh, that, that's why it's some of the best fishing um, of the year, because they come in strictly to eat. All right, Jason, listen, man, you're a baby watch. I'm going to go out and buy him a nice gift, a pink Zebco for the little girl. That's a great <laughs> idea. What, what do you think, man? A pink, yeah, pink like Zebco, it. right? Right. Break her into yeah, fishing, right? Go. Jason, c- congratulations to you and the wife and the family, man. I'm so happy for you, and have yourself a fine day, okay? Thank you very much. You guys have a great day, too. You too. Thanks, Jason. I spent so long since my boys were born, but you recall back in the anticipation mode of, of you know, Travis being oh, sure. born, and uh, gosh, what a great experience. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I can remember setting up these relays where I was fishing. Yeah. Like, okay, if you get the word, you <laughs> call here, radio here, radio me. Gotcha, right. Get over to the hospital and take care of business. There you go. Let's see what Joe Hector's doing these days, Steve. Waters every weekend, we're talking about some kayaking and uh, offshore stuff with the main man. Joe, good morning to you, my friend. How are you? How you doing, guys? You ready to go test that surf with some kayaks today? Uh, yeah, I'm ready. Uh, i got to do a job first. But maybe I'll do something later on in the afternoon. Yeah, I was thinking I might go upstream instead of offshore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good idea. Well, Joe, every weekend on the show, we've been talking kayak tips, and also we're featuring you know species every weekend. Uh, what's your fish of choice today? I'm thinking mahi-mahi, uh, man. I'm, I'm hearing they're getting some, some nice ones out there. I know... Um, Last week, a lot of the guys were catching some some pretty decent ones, so I think that's that'll be a good fish to talk about. All right, so let's get all hooked up with tackle and technique. So, I mean, if you're going out for mahi mahi, obviously start out with your live bait. Um, you know, I always pick it up from Joe; he gets it to us on the on the water, so it makes it easier for us. So, I'll get uh, four gogs, and I'll get three pilchard, and um, I'll have my Bobby Live Well all set up. I'll throw them in there. I'll take two rods at me, and uh, it's really easy. I'll just set this up with a circle hook uh, with some fluoro, and I'll tie that right to the uh, right to my uh, braid, and I'll go out there. And that's that's really it, man. It's so easy with mahi mahi. Now, the beauty of mahi mahi is always bring out a rod to pitch, because when you're in a school of them, uh, especially in the kayak, you can't really get up and see them up high. But what you'll see is you'll see their tails on top of the water. Mm-hmm. And when you get that one puppy up to the kayak, just leave them in the water. And I would pitch out another bait right away. And usually you'll get a second one. I saw a picture of Joe Hector. Joe, you had caught some. Mon- was it a bull? I think I saw a picture of you on the cover of one of your magazines. That was a gigantic fish, man. Holy cow. 
Yeah, we've caught. I caught two big bulls. Uh, one of them was one of my first fish on the kayak. And um, what happened was, and Steve, I think you remember this story. I got in a basically a boxing match with it because I forgot my gaff. <laughs> right, I uh, and that's remember. another thing to always bring. bring yeah, a, bring a gaff because uh, that wasn't fun. And this puppy was like forty-four pounds. Wow, man! And um, I brought him in the kayak, and he was just beating the heck out of me. And he had stinger hooks swinging out of his mouth, and I knew that thing was going to hook me. So I just started punching it, and. Um, Pretty much knocked it out. So. <laughs> get, the fish, get the fish a right hook, Steve Waters, and calm him down, dude. You got to yeah. do what you got to do, man. You're out there by yourself. You know what I mean, right? You, you got the tip. Bring a gaff. Bring a gaff. Yeah, definitely. Bring that gaff, man. <laughs> Wait, Joe, we've got a demo day happening at Nautical Ventures at Dania Beach today. Of course, you know, Dylan and all the guys out there, Ryan, put these uh, demo kayaks in the water for folks to try. So uh, check out some of these kayaks and uh, go out there and do like Joe does and catch some big mahi-mahi, man. You'll be good. Definitely, man. And uh, if you also want to check out the new Extreme Kayak Fishing magazine, that's also at Nautical Ventures. So it is. They should have that right up at the front desk. So uh, we have the recap of the Sailfish Smackdown and uh, a bunch of other fun stuff in the magazine. Uh, real quick, Joe, your next tournament coming up uh, when? We got the Battle in the Bahamas, and that's coming up April seventh uh, to the tenth, and uh, that's going to be an awesome event. We had marlin caught in that tournament, muttons, wahoos. Everything you can think of. So um, that's going to be a great event. And to get registered for that deal, go to your website, or how, how do they do that? Yep, you go to ExtremeKayakFishing.com, or you can find us on Instagram, hashtag ExtremeKayakFishing, or you can find us on Facebook, Extreme Kayak Fishing Inc. All right, Joe, thank you so much, my friend. Have a great, great day, okay? All right, guys. I'll see you later. All right, Steve Waters, pay a couple of bills, have some more of that lovely uh, station coffee here, shall we? I brought my own. <laughs> oh, you brought your own. Okay. 727 right here at Miami Sports 940 wins. Shut off that engine. You're listening to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show with Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. Anything you need to know about fishing or boats, call 866-801-0940. They've got everything you need. You're going to need a bigger boat. Now, back to the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. <laughs> Makes me laugh at that line from uh, Jaws. You're going to need a bigger boat. I think for fishing offshore this last week, that certainly applies, Steve Waters. Definitely. Right? Of course, this boat's big and bad and handle all the waters, offshore choppy or not. The Thomas Flyer with the fabulous Jimbo Thomas. Jimbo, welcome back to the show, my man. Good morning, guys. Tell me about your rough week out there, dude. Like like they say, I think I need a bigger boat because <laughs> it has been rough out there all week. Yesterday was about half the seas of, uh, what's today, Saturday, of Thursday. Mm-hmm. So it felt nice and calm out there on Friday, but it was still rough compared to Thursday. It was calm because Thursday was extremely rough. And to make matters even worse, the fish has been kind of tough as well. We have been catching some fish, but it's been a lot more work than I prefer in battling choppy, rough seas every day. Today, it looks a little less than what we've been dealing with, but it's still blowing. Uh, one of the things, I don't know if anybody else has brought it up on the show yet, there's been some bluefin tunas coming through the last few days. Oh, cool. No, that's the first wow. we've heard of it. Okay, well, on Thursday, there was probably about 10 of them hooked. Wow. And you know, we're talking four, five, six hundred, eight hundred pound fish, who knows. Ooh. They're all still swimming out there because all the ones that have been hooked have been basically from on um, kite baits, on kite fishing tackle, 20 or 30 pound tests. So there's there's no way to even slow them down. Yesterday, 
we were out trolling out about 400 feet of water. We had 50-pound tackle trolling ballyhoos. There was an explosion behind the behind the boat. It looks like somebody dropped a car in the water. <laughs> and that 50 bent over. Line was going off it so fast. By the time we even decided, you know, we got to get some lines in the wa- out of the water here so we can start chasing this, we were down to almost no line. And at that point, the uh, the drag gets so great with the spool diameter getting small. We actually broke the line, but it broke down on the end towards the fish. Oh man! And uh, it, probably in 15 seconds he had a strip. Another five seconds he would have definitely taken all of our line. Wow. So my my brother Rick says, yeah, it took him 15 seconds to take all the line off. It took me five minutes to reel it all back in. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't even imagine but, Steve Waters hooking a you know a tuna like that. It blows my mind. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's rare that we see them over on this side, but when we do, it is this time of the year. These fish are the same ones that they catch up north, like these wicked tuna that we see on TV. Mm-hmm. It's the same fish. They're swimming back to the south. They go up into the Gulf of Mexico to spawn, and then in like towards the end of May, these same fish come back out of the Gulf. That's the ones that they catch off of Cat K and Bimini in the Bahamas as they're heading back to the north to go back up to Maine and Nova Scotia and where they catch them up uh, up in that area. But okay. uh, only when we see this uh, real hard east wind is, is about the only times that we ever see them where it pushes them right in close. And you, usually you hear of one or two, but you know, there's eight or ten of them hooked on Thursday and to my knowledge, the, the one we had yesterday was the only one that was seen yesterday. But they're still out there. But uh, yeah, otherwise, there's been a few sales and very few, mainly due to we've had real dirty water, very little current. Hopefully that changes today. And there's been a dolphin or two mixed in, a kingfish or two mixed in. But it's been kind of slow for the amount of effort that we've been putting out there. So it's got to change. And if that current moves in, that's what's going to change it. One last thought. So, before you go, Jimbo, I can't imagine Steve Waters with Joe Hector in a kayak hooking a bluefin tuna. Can you, <laughs> can you imagine that ride? <laughs> that would be a heck of a ride, but, you know, you got to have 100-plus-pound 100, 100 tackle to even think about slowing those things down. Gotcha. And none of us fish anything close to that. So uh, to get one, you know, it's going to have to be uh, real extreme luck or somebody's going to have to go out there and actually target them with this real heavy tackle and then if you hook a sailfish, it'd be like winding them right to the boat, basically. All right. So, but they're out there. All right, they Jimbo. were out there. <laughs> a lot of them with sore lips. <laughs> I'm sure, man. Of course, fish on Jimbo's boat, 305-984-5248. Is that correct? Well, that's one of them. Otherwise, the number that I like, which is mine, that's my brother Rick's number, oh, okay. 305-374-4133. I'll write that down, Jimbo. Thank you very much, man. Have a great, you got have it, a great guys. day. <laughs> Good luck. All right. I still can't imagine Steve Waters hooking a bluefin tuna. That blows my flipping mind, I swear. You know? Yeah. I, one of my uh, captain friends years ago hooked one and uh, hooked in like 150 feet, which was cool because the fish went sounded and only went down 150 feet. Right. So, I mean, when you're catching them, like, say, off Cat Key, they sound, they go down 2,000 feet or whatever. <laughs> so he actually could fight this fish yeah. for a while, but eventually the fish took off for the Bahamas, and that was that. And the fish won. I wonder if Bouncer Smith ever hooked a uh, bluefin tuna in his long, long career. 
Let's find out. Okay. Bouncer, have you ever hooked up to a bluefin tuna before? I had a uh, famous guitarist, uh, Steve Cropper, out years ago, and we hooked a bluefin tuna on Easter Sunday on 50-pound test and ran all the line off our 6-0 senator, so he snapped up a nine, it onto a 9-0 senator through the 6-0 overboard and ran off half of that. Half an hour later, we caught back up with the 6-0, and after six hours, we had 100 feet from the boat. I was running a 50-foot Carolina boat, and the line was all frayed up. So I ran down in the, ran down to go in the galley and, and get a bridge gaff to uh, snare the fish and pull it back up before the line broke. And I found out that the boat was almost completely sunk. The only thing on the engine sticking out of the water was the air intake. Wow, man. And we broke the tuna off, saving the boat. So Wow. I, and then I did catch one myself in the Bahamas uh, back in the 60s, about 500 pounds. That was really, really thrilling. And uh, one of the boats, by the way, yesterday had uh, the leader within 10 feet of the boat three times over an hour. Uh, one they estimated a little over 300 pounds. Uh, but the fish won. That was on the dirty nest with Captain uh, Chris and... Uh, Freddie David on board, but they said they almost got it, but they probably would have got it. They were fishing and they had to get back and work. So they went back and got second place for the day in the tournament. That's that Jimmy Johnson tournament down the Keys. While I, while I do have you on the phone, I want to mention two things there. Steve, you should be very jealous of me. I got a beautiful package from Jimmy Jigs this week. What a beautiful array of oh, cool, vertical man. jigs. And Wahoo uh, witch-type lures to troll. I mean, just absolutely beautiful pieces. And I can't wait to get a chance to try both. But they're very innovative vertical jigs, and we love doing that. And I'm sure in the very short pictures, you're going to see a bunch of pictures of them. And then also I want to mention that on uh, March 24th, I'll be doing a seminar in Dania Beach on uh, dolphin and tuna fishing in the spring. So... If I want to catch up with this stuff for that, it should be a whole lot of fun. Very cool about those Jimmy Jigs. Back to that topic, you can see Waters. We sell those, of course, Kirillos and Nautical Ventures. But Bouncer will tell you, and you've seen it before, what a great finish on those lures, Bouncer. You've seen how nicely painted they are, how you know how, how thick they are. Uh, uh, they sent me not only vertical jigs, but those Wahoo lures, too. And everything is just top-notch. I mean, beautiful finishes, good hardware. I, I'll tell you, they, they got to catch fish like crazy. I haven't had a chance to use them yet because we haven't had – I just got them a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and we didn't go out for a couple of days. But I'll tell you what, in a few days you're going to be seeing pictures of them on my <laughs> Facebook. And, uh, in- we'll look forward to it. Yeah. Just beautiful pieces. You're right, Bouncer. All right, Cap. So uh, I, what, what, I am insanely jealous. Yeah, me too. What's the, <laughs> what's, what's, what's the game plan right now, Cap? Well, I got three generations of Clearies on the boat right now. It's very, very rough. Uh, we're at the bent range marker. The herring are biting good, but uh, the wind isn't blowing hard, but the seas are huge this morning. So uh, we're going to catch some bait and go see what we can find as long as the anglers hold up. We got uh, everybody from grandpa to grandson, so should be a fun day if we can survive. Did you warn everybody last night about taking a Dramamine before bed and also this morning? 
I think that uh, Hayden's had about six chewable drummings since we left the inlet. <laughs> man, oh, man. Well, Cap, good luck. Uh, hopefully you guys catch some fish, and uh, we'll chat with you real soon, okay? You betcha. Have a great day. You, you too, too, man. Bouncer. I don't know, Steve Waters. He says some young kids are on that trip today. On Bouncer's boat? Yeah. Yeah? I hope they don't get sick out there because you know, that's just, no fun, you know? Look, I, I know little kids. Nothing bothers them. Yeah. My son shot at a trip uh, technique back when I had my boat. Uh, we'd go out there and fish and you get a little seasick. He'd go to the front of the boat. He'd lay down and he would s- snooze for like five minutes. He'd wake up and say, Dad, I'm good. I'm fine. You oh, know? Nice. Yeah, he slipped it off. Yeah. So just go out there and be careful. Yeah, I, just some kids. Doesn't bother them at all. And, and don't be having stuff like uh, sardines for breakfast. That'd be a, kind of a bad thing. No, I, I recommend so. <laughs> You're a cruel man, Steve Waters. We'll wrap up the show with the last big segment coming up, 754, actually 43 at 940 wins. Miami Sports, be right back. Supposedly, Cousteau and his cronies invented the idea of putting walkie-talkies into the helmet. But we made ours with a special rabbit ear on the top so we could pipe in some music. Let's hear those fish and reels sing. Now back to more fish talk on the Nautical Ventures Weekly Fisherman Show. Driven by Buddy Davis Boats. With Eric Brandon and Steve Waters. As the son of a son of a sailor, I mm-hmm. out Such a soothing song, Steve Waters, before you go out there and get the excitement of the fish bite. When that boat just lights up with fish around a boat, mahi-mahi, schools cover the boat, or you hook a bluefin tuna, like we were talking about minutes ago. I can't get over the fact you hook a bluefin tuna. That's that's like, I just can't imagine the fight, how they pull, how they're in charge. You know what I mean? Right. 15 seconds, that empty a 50-pound reel almost. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Now, I was talking to these other captains about that out of those 10 or 12 they were spotting, anybody actually catch one or boat one? Yeah, well, Bouncer said uh, one guy came close yesterday. Yeah. Had uh, had some other stuff to do. Or had, was in the uh, Jimmy Johnson Billfish Championship. Right. So had to get back, I guess, for checking. Is there a special license or some kind of a thing you have to have to actually keep one? Yes. What do you have to have? I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Well, thanks, thanks for answering that question. Yeah, but it, you're right. You can't just uh, catch a bluefin tune and keep one. You can't. Uh, special permitting, because I, I remember a few years ago, these guys were daytime sword fishing. They caught one, yeah, and uh, they kept it, which was against the law. Mm-hmm. Then they tried to sell it, mm-hmm. which was against the law. And I think uh, between the two of them, they got fined fifteen or $20,000. Are you serious? I am. Wow. Luckily, the boat wasn't confiscated either. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The feds can do that. You okay. Know? Well, let's talk about some upcoming events. Uh, West Palm Beach Boat Show is coming back very soon. That's right. Thursday through the weekend. And uh, it's actually one of my favorite boat shows. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, right there on Flagler Drive. And uh, great show. Uh, what I like about it is um, plenty of parking. Mm-hmm. And you can uh, walk the whole show. And, and you're right down there in, like, uh, the hub of uh, West Palm Beach. I mean, it's something you can actually park at this show, unlike other yes. shows we've seen before? Yeah. <laughs> Don't have to worry about that's shuttles. Worth, yeah, that's worth going right there, man. Yeah, yeah, and um, no, it's not, it's not bad. Uh, there's lots, private lots, municipal lots. Yeah. And uh, because you're right down there, like uh, near City Place, so plenty of places to eat right right there, uh-huh. you know, off-site. Right. And all the boats are there. So they got the uh, floating dock set up. Mm-hmm. They got boats on land. 
And I know Nautical Ventures is going to have the AquaZone there. We're going to be the representing big time, man. No doubt about that. Yeah. 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 So, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure the Axle Pars will be there. Okay. So uh, it'll be. It's just a great show, really. One of my favorites. And uh, like we've been talking, the uh, weather forecast should be pretty nice. Won't be too windy. Well, so. speaking of the Axle Pars, Steve Walter, it's just arrived. We've been waiting on this bad boy. The 37 Axle Par. Just arrived a couple days ago. Yeah, I, I heard Rick oh, Buckner say he was uh, getting oh. it rigged up, rigged up right for. Uh, what a boat this bad boy is, man! You thought the twenty-eight looked great. This thirty-seven is a is a monster. So let, let me ask you now. I know you, we've been talking about how today is demo day, correct? In Nautical Ventures, correct? Fifty South Bryan Road, Dana Beach. Will, will the axle pars be there? Uh, they will not be in the water today because uh, most of the ones we have on the lot have been sold already. Really? Waiting for delivery to their very happy owners, yeah. Wow, nice. But we have another supply coming in very soon. But we'll have, uh, again, uh, Demo Day is a day which says it all. Demo means you go out there on an SUP or a kayak, okay? You get in the aqua zone. You can get one if you want to. Paddle around. Try a, a Hobie with the Mirage Drive. Have Dylan show you around, or Ryan or Blaze will help you out, right? And then we have a couple of boats tied up. You can actually demo those if you'd like to. You know, if you're a serious buyer, we'll get you out there taking a little splash. And then, of course, you have the fabulous, incredibly delicious, free barbecue from NV. The finest beef money could throw on a grill, man. Yeah, I love those grilled hamburgers. Hamburgers are great. We got the hot dogs. We have free drinks out there. Uh, go inside and browse the store, by the way. 50 South Bride Road, Dania Beach. Go inside and look at all the stuff we have, man. It's it's a gigantic water toy store. Yeah, you've been there. I'm trying to describe this in the best I can, but it really is a fun place to hang around, dude. Absolutely. Well, what I like about the demo days, let's say you live in a condo. Yeah. So you say, okay, you know, I can't really... Don't really have room to put a ten foot paddleboard. Yeah. Um, but oh, you got the inflatable. You got the inflatable. So yeah. You can try out, see if the inflatable. There you go. If that's what you need. Absolutely. And, and also, uh, you, you guys got the inflatable kayaks as well. Uh, we got it all, dude. I mean, I lose track of the inventory. We have so much stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. To find it all, man, nauticalventures.com is your one source to go to, okay? Sure. Well, come by and see me today if you would, man. Me and my great reps. we got Scotty out there. We have Brad out there, Rick Augusto out there, and the whole crew out there waiting to show you some fiberglass boats. Uh, you got Blaze, like I mentioned before, and the guys from Kayaks, uh, Dylan and, and Ryan and the whole crew. So come on by and see us. It's Demo Day, 50 South Bride Road, Dania Beach. And uh, we'll have you some, some fun in the water. Okay, and I know you got that great contender for sale. <laughs> If the boss here says he's like, I'm plugging my own boats, we have lots of consignment boats for sale, not just mine, but many, many others, okay? So okay. shop shop until you drop, man. And I know yours is not going to last long. No, it's not. Thank you very much. Steve, great show as always, my friend. Thanks for Pleasure. The, the fun we always have on the program. Chicago Mike, thank you very, very much. And again, you got Sports Talk coming up all day long. Defo next, I do believe, with the JM Lexus Challenge. With the Pauly Man. Some great trivia. And trivia. Dave Gurgles Gurkley. Have yourself a great day. Keep it here all day long. 940 wins Miami Sports. We'll see you.